From South Bend, Indiana, I'm Jacob Titus. Welcome to episode 13 of This Day in South Bend. Today is April 21st, 2020. On yesterday's episode, we turned back 100 years to 1920 for an article that was both odd and informing. It was about a growing movement of white-collar workers who were wearing overalls and old clothes to work to protest the rising cost of clothes because the American and South Bend economy was not working great for a lot of people at the time. I'm finding that particular period of time interesting to me right now because we're going through the pandemic and feeling a lot of economic hardship and uncertainty. And so today, we're going back again to 1920, the next day in the paper. Unsurprisingly, there were a number of articles about this economic hardship from a different angle. One of the angles that we're not going to read about today, but that I thought was interesting to note, is that due to a variety of factors of people not being able to volunteer and and economic strain on local and county governments. The primary elections coming up that spring were going to be cut from 116 precinct voting locations to 10, which if you're a real local news buff right now, you will know that is exactly what's happening in this primary election coming up on June 2nd. And it's actually going, I believe, to exactly 10 locations this June. And so here we are today facing some of the same things that people were facing in South Bend a century ago. And so today we turn to April 21st, 1920. Cut essentials is Sim's advice to city. Appealing to the city of South Bend to only construct buildings and make municipal improvements that are absolutely essential Honorable Fred A. Sims, chairman of the State Board of Tax Commissioners, addressed the South Bend Real Estate Board and guests at a dinner at the YMCA last night. City and county officials and prominent businessmen were present and engaged in a discussion following Mr. Sims' speech. Mr. Sims explained the difficulty of raising sufficient funds to construct all the buildings and making all the improvements desired by a city the size of South Bend. He stated that interest on bonds is increasing daily and told of the disadvantage of cities making too many bond issues for improvements. Petitions which come before the state tax board, he said, are in the majority of cases unreasonable and the commission is, therefore, only granting permission for bond issues to cities for the construction of essential improvements. Mr. Sims stated that the city is ripe for expansion and will petition the state board for permission to issue bonds. He warned the officials, however, to only prepare to raise money that is absolutely necessary. In explaining what he meant by essentials, he went into detail, stating that sewers, street pavement, and school improvements are essential for any city and the board is not refusing bond issues for such improvements. The speaker explained that the state tax commission can grant a city the right to issue bonds within 15% of the value of property, and it is necessary to be conservative in order to save communities of the state from financial ruin. He pointed out that payment of the increased interest rates saps the city's funds. 
He then dwelt upon the tax laws and lauded the present measure, stating that its one difficulty was its enforcement. Assessors assess property below its actual value in spite of efforts on the part of state officials, he explained, which caused the commission to put a horizontal increase on communities of the state following the last assessment. This raise was to equalize the different tax units of the state, he said, and it, therefore, increased the tax in the northern portion of the state. He explained that because the bulk of Indiana's wealth is harbored in the northern part of the state, tax must be paid on a greater valuation in northern Indiana than in the southern countries. This, he said, was not always true before this year because assessors did not place high enough values on all the property of the state under the old law. It is the desire of the commission to assess all property at its actual worth, he concluded. Mayor F.R. Carson led the remarks and questions which were presented to the state officials. The mayor stated that the city has issued bonds amounting to $400,000, but stated that the board was so slow in granting permission for the issue that the interest would have to be raised in order to dispose of the bonds. He stated that the city officials were disappointed because the commission made a cut in the budget proposed for South Bend for this year. The latter statement paved the way for a lively discussion. A.R. Erskine, president of the Studebaker Corporation, asked what actuated the board to cut South Bend's proposal for the 1920 budget. Mr. Sims answered by stating that protests were made that the program here was too ambitious, and after hearing the testimony, the board decided that the cut was necessary. Mr. Erskine then defended the budget proposed by city officials and criticized those who protested to the state board. He said the action of the commission in ruling against the original budget made the board unpopular. Referring to the position of the Tribune in opposing the budget, Mr. Erskine said, I suppose that news breaks so near press time that reporters, in their rush to compose an article from facts gathered, make errors. I am sure that the Tribune did not take the time to figure the city's actual need for a tax budget in publishing an article protesting against the city official's proposal. Richard Elbel, president of the local park board, stated that the parks board here is compelled to drop practically all park activities in this city because the state commission refused funds necessary to continue the work. We refuse to be a burg, Mr. Elbel stated, and we are going to make improvements to make South Bend a city. He explained that the parks in this city can no longer be operated on the same funds with which they were financed in the past, as the cost of operation and material has advanced. County Attorney Stuart McKibben, in defense of the state tax officials, stated that the people should eliminate unessential things and cut expense while the present difficulties exist. He lauded the tax officials, saying that they do all in their power to be fair in passing on petitions of the various communities of the state. People can cut out social centers, flower gardens, and other unessential municipal enterprises, he stated, and live just as well. He explained that American people do not know what high taxes are and referred to European countries where, before the war, taxes were in excess to present tax rates here. He said that people of this state have no right to complain of tax regulations and that each community has the right of self-determination as to its needs for taxes. People of each community have the government they deserve, he stated. John A. Swigert, city controller, stated that the city faces bankruptcy as the treasure is so low at present. He explained that the commission had been granted an increase of $105,000 in taxes here, but this was not sufficient to meet the demands. 
Until tomorrow, thank you for listening.